for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Thank you again for the review, by the way. That's awesome. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the beginning of our, our conversation now. Welcome to another episode of the... B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. You nailed it. That's it. You you got it right. First time, first time in 35 episodes. I don't know. First time I've ever yeah, gotten it. You got it right. right. You got it right. So um and you know, and we just had a great experience um with uh first of all, I, I need to say hello to my to, to my compadre, my partner in crime, my my best friend. Uh, and and new grandpa, Mr. David Mayo, not mustard Loomis, the Dave Loomis, I who I call you. I call him the voice, the voice. Right? Yes. And those of you that are looking for voiceovers, very expensive voiceovers, but he will do that for you. And I will included in this conversation right now uh, um, is we a minute ago we had four people in this conversation uh but right now i would like to introduce to everybody you've seen her before you wanted her back the one the only k miller k miller right here don't have to spell it for anybody and she is a o k and and for those who want to know why we're so jazzed right now, it's because it's because you know we just had this wonderful conversation, um, you know, with one of uh, Dave's college buddies, uh, Dermot Mulroney. Did I get that right? Yes. I want to make, make sure yeah. I pronounced his name right. Dermot yeah, Mulroney. Right. Great guy. Great guy. Really great guy. And uh, enjoyed talking with him. I actually never believed for one minute that you knew this guy. Uh, I mean, you you kept talking about it like. Oh yeah, I know this. I'm name dropping here. I'm name dropping. But yeah, uh, yep, yep. Then he shows up he in shows my house, up and he does. He does. Uh, uh, what what they call on Saturday Night Live a sneak in, uh, where he yes. just kind of walks in, you know, and like, oh, hello, oh, yeah, hi. So we just had a wonderful conversation oh, with by him. The way, he has great hair. He does have great. He hair. has great hair. You think it's his, is that his real hair? Yes. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh. It is. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's. <laughs> People tell me I have great hair. Um, this one, this one, yeah, just that this one, one, that one, one that I had, <laughs> yeah. or or they or they tell you you had great hair. You know, so uh, uh, anyway. But this week, this on this episode, we are continuing the discussion of of books by the authors on this podcast. And, yes, and for and for those of you who don't know, uh, my smoking hot wife Kay is a. Uh, salesperson extraordinaire, um, 
we might touch on her story here here just in, ju in just a little bit um in uh, you know but of all the episodes that we have recorded so far her last conversation with us uh is the number one it's the highest downloaded listened to episode of our podcast yeah well that's consistent oh, cool. that's consistent because k is a winner k is a winner yay winner winner chicken dinner ak yes <laughs> exactly didn't 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 transfer over to marriage but okay uh <laughs> i don't know what that means but well, I don't you know you said <laughs> she's a later. winner you're you still know. married. There you uh, go. Steve, you're you're a winner by association. Good. And by the way, for the rest of for those of you who don't know, this is uh, international tell your dog I said hi day. And uh Oh, um, I see. He has a hat that says tell your dog I say It's said international hi. tell your dog I said hi day. I did not know so, that. So um um so anyway, so we are going to talk to Kay because 8 days ago on from the date of this this recording, 8 days ago, her first her brand new book. Everybody get their copies. Let's bring them up. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Yeah. We're, for those of you listening, we're all holding up this book. We're all holding up a copy of Kay's new book, Uncopyable Sales Secrets How to Create an Unfair Advantage and Outsell Your Competition. Kay Kruger Miller, welcome to the, the podcast. Why, thank you. Even use my, my real name, Kay Lynn yep. Kruger Miller. <laughs> we, we finally let you get a word in edgewise. I know. There's, you know, this that was a really long intro of salespeople because you know what? When you're in sales, there's not a lot of listeners. <laughs> we like to talk. Oh, yeah, like except, it's like except professional speakers. That's, that's actually going to be one of my questions. Cool. Um, cool. As yeah, we, we uh, to, as we, we talk about your book. And it's funny you say that about not a lot of listeners in sales. You know, the professional speakers, you know, the National Speakers Association, every summer they have a couple thousand people go to the convention. And I always say it's 2,000 speakers, no listeners, you know, in that audience. So, um, so hey, babe, let's, let's, let's talk about this because your book came out and it is, it is rocketing up. It's, it's on, the, on the, new, the, the new bestseller list of Amazon. Hot new releases. Last time, hot new releases, exactly right. Last time I checked, it was like number 15 or something like that. And, and I'm going to point out, for those of you who are marketing aficionados, sales and marketing aficionados, she is ranked ahead of Dan Kennedy's latest book. So there you just, have it. Just think about that. For, for a second. Now, and I know this is about me, this episode, not about is. you, but it's you 100%. have a book on there too. No, we're not even, we're not going to talk about that right? yeah. because I want to make this about you. We're not going to talk about my book <laughs> Wait, and, and we're not talking about Dave's book. No, no. Um, you know, which we which, did that last episode. You know, no, we already, we already okay. that once too. All right. Um, should, we, so, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, last time we talked, we, we talked, you talked about one of the biggest issues of sales of being a successful salesperson and and you talked about uh getting over the hurdle of fear that's okay right. give me a 30 second thing on that so that we can then step forward and and, and move on to the next types of questions but that was that, because it was number one that i have to believe that was a that was a sore subject with people well like it or not sales involves rejection it involves hearing the word no it can even be, you know, include being thrown out. 
And so, yes, it's scary. Uh, we're, you know, I, I think of, you know, all of our moms told us not to talk to strangers and as salespeople, that's our job. So getting over that fear is something that you can really set you apart and really give you an advantage. If you just have the guts to go and, and do what you're afraid of, you know, that means, and, and Dave told a story about even, you know, in skiing, remember you said that one of your friends said, you know, you told him, I never fall. And he said, well, that's not good. That means you're not trying that hard. So it's like a lot of things in life that you've got to really push yourself to do what's uncomfortable. So we talked about how to do that. So whatever episode that was, go back and listen. That's right. Go back, go back and listen to that. Yeah, so, it was great. And, and I know that you've had quite a few interviews, you know, about your new book. Uh, and, uh, and even for me, okay, sweetie, you know, congratulations on, Thank on you. being ranked because, you know, my first book, I mean, ultimately it did go well, but, uh, but it, it took a while. Okay. So I think that yours kind of came out of the box, uh, pretty well. Um, if, you know, what would be the next thing that you would be talking about here? In other words, that that's from your book, what, what would be the next thing that you would want to say to salespeople? um after the fear the rejection factor thing what what's the what's the next most important thing do you think that to, to that they should know about well i'd like to focus on the fact that sales is connection and and you know it really is you know you've said for years people do business with people you know we're humans you know and and having that interaction that connection is really where it's at and they're all, you know, there's so many different ways to establish that, but I think there are some really, you know, commonalities. Um, and I have to say at the top of the list, and Dave, you know, you mentioned it already, listening. Listening to me is a discipline because on, if we're honest, we all are most interested in ourselves. And so to really listen to another person is you know, it's like the attention economy. I mean, to give someone that respect to just really listen to them will get you a long way. And, and I, I reference in the book, a Dale Carnegie story. How old is that book? How to win friends and influence people. And I love one of these stories where he's talking with a botanist and he's, he talks about this dinner party and he was there for hours and he just listened to this botanist talk about what he was most excited about, which is botany. And, and at the end of the evening, this, the botanist dude told the host boy about Dale Carnegie, what a great conversationalist he is. So I think if we can really, you know, get ourselves to listen and, and we'll go beyond that, I'm sure, but that is huge. That is huge. And I think, honestly, it's one of the biggest mistakes that salespeople make is they just right out of the box, start talking. Oop. We can't hear you, Dave. Uh-oh, we lost Dave. No, you didn't. I was, I muted myself because the dog was barking. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, we don't care. But, Life but, happens, right? But now, now, yeah. So I have certainly been guilty of that. Uh, yesterday, in fact, I was, uh, I was in a, a, a video conference with a potential client and it was kind of strange because the um there were two people there 
on, on Zoom, and usually they're in their own sort of offices or boxes or what have you, but they were in the office together. And so one was sort of squeezed in and standing, sitting behind the other and not really participating too much um, just because he couldn't be heard that well. Uh, he was taking notes, um, but we hadn't really heard from him. And I kind of was trying to be self-aware and I heard myself like kind of doing a lot of talking and I I, I finally asked him a question, and it ended up turning around the entire meeting because he opened up about something that, that my, my um, partner and I can really help with. And had we not asked that question, we wouldn't have got him to open up, and, and, it, and it just changed everything. It's just so funny, though, because you mentioned the Dale Carnegie. My, the question that I was going to ask, I have it highlighted right here. <laughs> and it was in chapter six, you have a chapter called Develop a Mutually Trusting Relationship, which is great. And you brought up Dale Carnegie versus uh, someone named the Power Wash dude who, <laughs> the who, power who talked wash a lot. Dude. What a story. Talked a lot. That's right. But the, the, it, the, that section starts with something that I think is just brilliant and resonates with me so much. Three bullet points that says, Listen with your ears, observe with your eyes, strive to understand. And I think if you just, I just take that and boy, if you could remember anything, remember that. What, can you just comment on that and how you just boiled it down to something pretty, those are simple words strung together, but they mean a lot, don't they? They are simple. And, and you know, Steve and I were talking about the book just as a little, little aside is that a lot of the things I talk about are basics, but being brilliant at the basics, you said that's Brian Tracy, right, is just huge. And so, um, you know, it really is about listening to understand. I think that's one of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly successful people uh, is first seek to understand and then be understood. So it it just goes along with that philosophy. Again, I think the key to this is that our, you know, our natural tendency is to, you know, especially when we're excited about our product or service or, you know, what we've got going on to just talk about it. Now, Dave, I'm very curious. I don't know if you can share what was the question that you asked that brought out that uh, customer brought them, got them talking. Well, the person that I was talking to at my client had the role of head of product. And um, he, I, I asked him if he was often involved in sales conversations when they're selling their, their product, and he said he was. And I said, well, when, when, you, um, when you're in those meetings, you often send a follow-up email, and I'll bet you put a link to your website, don't you? And he said, yeah. And I said, when you put that link in, how do you feel about when that prospect goes to the website? Do you feel like they're going to see what, they want, what you want them to see and give and deliver the message that you want to deliver? And he's just, as I'm saying the, those words, he's shaking his head, no. And he's saying, no, it, it really isn't what we what we want we want to do this this and this 
and my partner and I had a suspicion about that, but of course we want to be respectful. We don't want to jump to conclusions about things. So instead of just giving your opinion about something, why not just ask? And then <laughs> how will anyone know? How would you know someone's needs if you didn't ask? Now, let, I'm going to interject here. That is a great question that you asked. That is a great question. That was really, really astute, and um, and and I think that really speaks to what Kay is talking about. And and like and here and Kay and I were talking a little bit earlier about some of her interviews on other podcasts and you know uh, programs and stuff. And she started describing some of some of the stuff, and she just did it. She described that in the interview, she with other people, she asked them questions, right? And they started share, sharing as, as well and said that uh, um, a number of the programs, you know, they were talking about how great the interviews were. And I said, well, you didn't have an interview. You had a conversation. And that's how you should look at the sales process. And, you know, what you just shared, I, I, a couple things popped into my mind. One is that he probably hadn't thought of it like that. And if you can lead the prospect to think about something in a new way, um, open their eyes is what you what you did, you know, is huge. And the second thing I honestly just forgot. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I have I have something that you probably will remember, okay. and that is Gino, the um, tour guide in Italy. Right. Is that his name, Gino? Yes, Gino. Oh. You remember? Do you know the, the the tour guy? So this is in your in your book in a chapter on think like Sherlock Holmes, which is which is interesting. I've always thought that too is that we should be um, really super curious um, and 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 really like there's a mystery to be solved. Like yesterday, you know, when I asked that person a question, exactly. What what is the mystery? And can you just tell us about Gino? Because what a difference when you know. You can ask questions to customize an experience for someone. I I love that story, and I had fun telling it with possibly a tiny bit of artistic license. Uh, but uh, my friend and I went on a tour of, of or went on a trip to Italy, and we had gone before, but this time we had our kids who were teenagers, so Kelly and her daughters Megan and Sophia. And we planned this trip, but we wanted, we promised the girls that we wouldn't be too heavy on sightseeing. So when we were in Rome, Terry actually give her credit. She looked, found a tour guide. She said, let's hire a personal guide so we can get all our sightseeing done in one day and make it interesting for the girls. And we don't have to mess with anything. And it wasn't cheap and it was totally worth it. It was one of the best decisions we made on that whole trip because right away, Terry was the point person. She was emailing back and forth with this guy, Gino, and he was asking so many questions about what we wanted the experience to be like. And, you know, just that in itself was oh, just did what you did for this client yesterday. It opened our eyes. Oh, we hadn't thought about that. You know, we had read. For example, you know, uh, tourist attractions that, you know, were so recommended, but he said, well, some of these are actually overrated and, and, you know, hard to get to, take too much time. He found out everything about what we wanted 
to do. And then when we got there on the day of the tour, it turned out that they had this horrible heat wave and you read about me pretty much passing out. And Gino, you know, changed and modified what we were doing to just fit everything, you know, that we wanted that girls, if the girls got tired, he knew where the gelato places were, you know, it got hot. So he knew about these hidden cafes. And so a lot of it, besides learning about what we wanted up front, he also really, you know, went with the flow during the process. And I was talking to one of our clients who, uh, Orschlin, they manufacture very uh, complicated equipment for off-road trucks. And he said that story resonated with him because also there, so many things change during the process and, you know, things come up, you know, for everything from supply chain to distribution to whatever. And so that's the story, which I tell in the book in a lot more entertaining fashion, but Yes. Well, the bottom line is it, it wasn't, oh, we do, we do um, tours. Uh, here's what you get, take it or leave it. It wasn't that. Right. And, and, and I've been on a, recently I was on a, um, on a call and I introduced somebody to one of my clients, you know, to, to have them do some work, the kind of thing that I, I don't exactly do. And I was thinking, oh, well, just it was just a basic introduction call for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. And, you know, just and I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect my friend to give basically a 45 minute PowerPoint presentation speaking the entire time. And at the end, they had to go. And my client just said, well, it, we, he said, do you have any questions? And there were like crickets in the corner. There was nothing. There was nothing. They were speechless because he just completely overwhelmed them with words. <laughs> right. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to even show any PowerPoint. He could have just asked good questions, just you know, like and, Dale Carnegie. And I have to, I have to jump in here because, uh, as much as I want Kay to keep talking, I, I want to point something out that just you just did something, Dave, and Kay. You point. You actually pointed it out, but. I just got what you would call Kay a gold nugget. All right. Kay has a Kay has a weekly mastermind of people that get together and they just talk business, they talk marketing, they talk about everything. And 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 what they look for in sharing with each other are gold nuggets that they can take away and just rock and roll with this stuff. Okay. Now because you just said something that changed my perspective and the, per the perspective was was about leading the customer with questions right now what i realized based on your question dave to uh um to your uh, uh prospect to, to your prospect yes thank you um i am over 70 folks uh <laughs> and um you know and i just met well never mind um uh most of the time salespeople lead the customer like attorneys sometimes lead the witness mm -hmm. and and when they're leading the witness improperly the other side says i object your honor okay because because most salespeople are leading the 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 prospect to 
to uh, um, it, it's like almost like a, a, a semantics. So like all, a, I, all I wanted my friend to do was to ask them, oh, what's the situation? What do you need? How can I help? That's all I wanted him to ask. And but you know what, what? you gave me, the gold nugget you gave me was, was a new way of looking at leading, leading the prospect. And, and, and what, what you did was you, you led the prospect to a new perspective. And I think that it, that's a killer. That's a nugget. That is a gold nugget. That's a takeaway. And I wrote it down immediately down here. You know, lead the you know, customer, you but know, lead them to a new perspective, not, and, not to and, the answer you're looking for. And here's another, here, here, here's a, a, a plus on that. I'll, I'll, I'll plus that. Oh, I'll, plus, I'll plus my own gold. I'll plus we, my we own love gold to nugget. plus. We, we, we yeah. talk about stuff and then we go, I'm, I'm going to plus that. I'm going to plus that. So, so I realize, I'm thinking in my mind, how did I even come up with that question? And it was really through empathy because I was trying to think what would it be like to be him and to have to use the sales tools that they have and the marketing tools that they have, and are they sufficient? And so I was just trying to, I mean, it, so it, it literally just came to me, but I was trying to put them first, not me. I might be the perfect solution. I still don't have the business for sure. I might be the perfect solution for them. I might not be. And I told them that up front. I want to help you. I'll help you find the right solution. I love that. You know, that, you know it's, again, it's simple. It's, it's simple in some ways and in other ways so complex and complicated. Because like you said, you didn't have that pre-planned question. How would you have ever, you, you don't have a list of, okay, these are the things I can ask. You had no. to really be, like you said, put yourself in his shoes or their shoes and say, okay, they're doing this. How does that feel? So mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything easy about simple. Uh, um, and oh. Maybe that doesn't, oh. maybe that doesn't make total sense to you guys. It does. It look, look, at the, uh, look at the Macintosh or any of the Apple products that Steve Jobs designed. I mean, he obsessed over the simplicity of them. And he also included, you know, he had to redesign the back of things, you know, that no one would ever see. And his engineers got really ticked. Yeah. This is just the back. What are, you what are you doing? He's like, well, it matters. It all matters. Everything walks the talk. Yeah. I have, a, I have one, um, one other question, Kay. It's about we are the title, running out of time, but that's title okay. of the book. Let's just, okay. let's just keep talking. Let's just keep one talking. More, one more. No, one more question. Yeah. Uncopyable sales secrets. Secrets, though. If they're secrets, they're not secrets anymore. What's your, what's your thought on the word secret in here? Is it really a secret? If you're sharing secrets, you're, what was your motivation behind this? Because this is like stuff that's taken you a lifetime to, well, you know, what, you're letting the cat out of the bag. This is your, the secret sauce. Right, the secret. I'd tell you, but I'd have to kill you. See? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Well, the thing is, you know, seek, the word secret is appealing. It makes you curious and makes you want to know what it is. And I do talk in the, the book, I do mention that a secret can be something that you don't know yet or you haven't thought of. It can also be something that you forget. So I say it's a secret, but it's just something you're not doing 
And, you know, we all, it's like the reticular activating center, I guess, if you, <laughs> if something. The, can, the RAC. Mm, RAC. That's exactly right. Something can be there all along. And I'm going to have what, I know we got to wrap things up. No, you're I, fine, honey. Go ahead. I remember when our daughter Kelly was a kid. I don't know how old she was, maybe seven or eight. I don't know. We don't know. And she said, mom, what's the F word? I keep hearing people talk about the F word and I don't know what it is. And I said, you see the F word all the time. You hear it all the time. She just hadn't picked up on it. And I said, I'll show you. And the next time we went to the golf course, to the practice, the driving range, will you go under this, through this tunnel and there was graffiti on it and it had the F word all over it. I'm like, it's everywhere. She just hadn't tuned into that. So that might, might be a horrible example, but I bet you won't forget it. You know what? There are things that we just, we're not tuned into. So we're going to say that that's a secret. And once you know, you know. Ah, is it kind of like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a uh, Porsche. Red, yeah, red and car. And because I'm car. thinking about it, Yep. Now I see them everywhere. Now that I is see the reticular it. activating center. Is it okay? Gotcha. Yeah, in fact, it's a perfect example because you know, and I I've told this in my books uh, in the past that when I first moved to Seattle, I had a BMW because right? I came from California. All right, so I was an idiot, and uh, and I came what? up and I wa- and I wanted to get a Jeep, and so I did some research, and I thought, oh man, I know what's going to be really really cool, is and after the research, I thought I'm gonna, I want to get a a forest green Jeep Grand Cherokee. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I want to get because it would be really really cool. And and over the next two weeks, I couldn't believe how many forest green Jeep Grand Cherokees were on the road. I was just blown away by it. That's the reticular activating center. It, 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 it means that your mind moves in the direction of your current dominant thought. That's what it means. So I so. think, you know, when I say secrets, there are things out there. There are secrets. Now that you know the secrets in this book, um, I, I guarantee, like I, I've talked to Steve. I said, I guarantee people reading this book, nobody can say I do all of these things. That's you right. Know, you said you d- sometimes don't listen enough. I've heard that from tons of salespeople. Excuse I, me. I tell what, did, myself, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get that last part. All right. This is, this is not an audition for an improv group, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, come no on. More. Oh, sorry. We'll get Dermot back up here. Yeah, yeah get Dermot back up here. He knows here. improv. We're giving, we're giving a hint. Um, to a, yeah, there to might a be a secret. To a, to a, wait a minute. This, okay, wait. You know, I just did this to the microphone. Here's what I should have done to see if Kay would, Kay would get it. I go, I do. This is a secret. That's another Kelly story. She would go lean over to you, but then she'd have her hand going the wrong way. Just, oh, that's with little Zelly, your new grandbaby. I can't wait to hear all the little Zelly funny, stories. Yes, the Zelly stories. Zelly, exactly my right. new so, granddaughter. Yes. So, all right. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to okay. cut this. I'm going to cut you guys off. Are you uh, okay? Here and no more drinks, just, Dave. We're cut in, off. In just a second, I'm going to okay. hand hand it back over to Mr. Voice to wrap this little bad boy up because we will obviously have. Smoking hot wife K. Well, back again because she she boosts our ratings. So, in the meantime, yes. in the Use meantime, me in a yeah, she boosts our ratings. That's, that's exactly right. She boosts our ratings. 
you bring you you know you i'm not gonna say it uh so uh yeah Boy, he's great. learning self-control this is Holy a good sign okay. okay that was really hard but uh um uh, no, obviously we we will we will bring Kay back, but in the meantime, go get her book. Okay. Yeah, go please, please. This is such get a good book. book. Such a good book. Uh, and I hear the dog barking. It's so cool. Yeah, I love exactly. That. I love yep. that. I don't hear the okay. cat. All right. No cat. Right. No cat. So, let's uh, so, let's take uh, so it out. Kay, first of all, Kay, thank you so much. Thank right. you. I know you're. For I know you're just me. down the hall for me down here, but we're gonna find out in a minute or two whether she's happy with me. Great conversation, uh, you guys. It was and, really, I and love it. Mr. Voice, very valuable. Take us out of here, buddy. You have all been listening to the amazing B2B marketing and sales podcast with Steve Miller, not the rock star, Kay Miller, who has a very unique name, not to be confused with any other Kay Miller, <laughs> and Dave Loomis, the Dave Loomis, also known as the Voice. Thank you for listening. And come back again. Thank you. Bye-bye. And good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. The source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insights. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2BMarketingSalesPodcast.com. Thank you, and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.